You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and Happy New Year to you again. I'm so excited about 2023, excited uh, for you, and uh, the entire show this year will be designed to help you decide what you want, create it, and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Well, I'm Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. Uh, this is my 14th year, OMG, coming up in March. Well, all of you guys know that in the month of January, I always bring you experts in the areas of weight release or health, uh, money, love and God and spirituality. And so I'm beginning that I have some great guests lined up for you. I taught all of December while some powerful teaching was going on, y'all, in December. So you got to go back and listen to it. Well, visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Follow me on Twitter, L-O-A Constance, on TikTok and Instagram, a Law of Attraction Constance, on my YouTube channel. Some of you guys, my goal is to get 100 new subscribers this month, this week, <laughs> this week. So when you listen to this, Stop it and go to my YouTube channel, Constance Arnold, and subscribe to the channel there. And you can listen uh, and watch my show there. And uh, it's a powerful platform to really shift and change your life. Well, my guest today is going to be talking about uh, Coach David. He's going to be talking about... Um, a leanness lifestyle. We're going to be getting into delving into obesity, exercise, eating. Uh, what about willpower, food addiction? Can anybody relate to that? Etc. So I'm excited about it. He has 30 years. He's a master in that area. But I want to invite all of you to join me. On Saturday, January the 14th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am co-facilitating with Dr. Micah Mosley, Manifesting Your Unlimited Dreams. So we're going to teach you how to reset, reactivate, reimagine, and recreate. So all of y'all that's been talking about, I want to coach with Constance. This is your opportunity. We're going to be teaching, but one of the main things that we're going to be doing is answering your questions in real time. You know, all of those questions that you have about, well, why hasn't things manifested for me? And so this is a great opportunity 
for you to invest in yourself. The price is only $99. And we're really going to help you learn in real time how to reset and get clear about your goals and intentions, how to reactivate a mindset. Y'all know I like to break stuff all the way down and then how to recreate and reimagine your dreams. And so you need to register this week. This is the last week. Go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com, and um, you have an opportunity to really just, you know, get your questions answered. And, of course, Dr. Mosley is Dr. Doc, Dr. Michael Mosley. Dot com And we're coming together. We have a total of 50 years experience. You're going to be dealing with two masters to really help you move forward and manifest your wildest dreams. Nobody does it alone. Nobody does it alone. And we all need help. I have two coaches, really three coaches. Uh, with my trainer, physical trainer. And, you know, he has changed my body so much. And I've been a walker runner for 30 years, but he's incorporating more weights and and got me doing all kind of squats and and just everything. So a coach can see your blind spot. So this is a great opportunity. I'm looking forward to connecting and just imagine being around like-minded people. Isn't that exciting? I love that. You know, it's, it's, it's such a powerful vibration when we're all in the same vibration of faith. We all have the same intention that's living, uh, creating and living our best life. But this is the final week for you to register. We will begin at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is there anything else? I just want you to take a deep breath in. Let it out. Take another deep breath in. Let it out. I want you to open up your heart and your spirit and get ready to receive just what you've been seeking and praying for after these quick commercials. So stay tuned. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, Happy New Year, everybody, and I am so excited, and I know what you're saying, Constance. It's just the beginning of 2023, and you're, you're excited again. Yes, I am, and as you guys who've been following me for years know, I could say decades, OMG, just to say that. You know that uh, in January, I always bring you 
experts in the areas of health, nutrition, wealth, abundance, love. And this month and this year is no exception. Let me tell you who my special guest is. I want to know anybody, was your New Year's, I don't call it a re resolution, is your new mindset for 2023 better health? to release weight, to develop a lifestyle where you can just have optimum energy and vitality. Well, this is the show for you. My very special guest is uh, David Greenweight. I hope I Green pronounced Greenwald. Greenwald. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> Man, my first, mis my first uh, mispronunciation <laughs> okay. in 2023. Okay. I got a new context. I put it on that. He is a certified health coach and founder of Leanness Lifestyle University. His key focus is body recomposition, compulsive eating, emotional fitness, uh, Coach David has been coaching people from every walk of life for decades in all areas. He is the founder of the Leanness Lifestyle, and he created that online coaching platform back in the day. So he is certainly a pioneer, and he's going to talk to us uh, about uh, health about eating, about obesity, how we can move our bodies, anything that will bring us more well-being physically uh, in 2023. So Coach David, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you so much, Constance, for having me on. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Well, I'm sorry I mispronounced your name. I told David before we came on the air, I said, you know, y'all, I got a new context today. And so <laughs> no, problem. Uh, no problem at all. So Coach David, tell our listeners just a little background about your story. And then I have tons of questions for you. Sure, sure. So I've been doing, I've been a health coach, uh, helping people to move from someplace that's less healthy or where they want to be to a, a better place of health and weight usually. Uh, for about 30 years, I, I started mm -hmm. off, I was a police officer way back when in the mid 80s, and I owned a gym back then. Um, I went on, became an Illinois State Trooper, and um, did that. But a, a fitness business I had back then really took off, and we had um, more than 100,000 uh, customers with that business. Wow. And what happened was, that was in the mid 90s, and the internet was just coming in. And as those uh, customers and I started getting familiar with email, I started getting questions. Uh, this was a, that business then was unrelated to uh, transformation and coaching and weight management. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a different fitness business. But anyway, I had a lot of interaction with people back then. And they were asking me, you know, Dave, could you tell me real quick, you know, how can I get off 30 pounds or how can I get in better shape? And, and I was trying to answer these questions in an email. And I found, because I had so many, I just felt like I was doing them such a disservice trying to answer their question, mm -hmm. you know, in five sentences. You know, I always say it's kind of the back of the napkin bumper sticker yes. answers, you know, and, um, and I said, I can't do this. I can't, I, I really want to help people. I really want to give them what they need, but I can't do it in a simple email. So what I did is I spent a year and wrote a book. It was almost 500 pages and um, I had that book published. And I also at that time around 1999 created the, the online environment, uh, those early days of the internet then, so that we could have a two-way communication. And you know, Constance, the thing is, is 
that two-way communication is still amazing to me. You know, I, I was there and you were there, but I was there, you know, when it first was here, you know, we went from, how do you have a two-way communication with an author? You know, it's pretty tough back in the, you know, prior, prior to the internet. Mm-hmm. So I thought the internet, I was an early adopter. I thought the internet was amazing. I still think it's amazing, but I thought it was amazing because of that new two-way communication. So I created the online environment, had the book and started a coaching program. And uh, I've been helping people online since uh, 1999. So that's, that's kind of my start in, into this field. And honestly, I was, oh, what was I then? Um, when it actually started, you know, when I wrote my book, I was about 32, 33, and was online by the time I was 34. And um, that's in 99. And I, here I am, and uh, I'm just as passionate about it today as I was then. So I can tell. So let's get started. You know, the number one New Year's resolution, you already know this, that people wait is to release weight or to become healthier. Second one is more money, abundance, prosperity. So let's talk a little bit about obesity. And, you know, people at the beginning of the year are just like, man, I don't know. I tried every program last year. Give us some info about obesity and what is it with food and sugar and sweets and carbs and all of that. And all that. Right. So it's, it's a great question. And it's, it's, you know, it's really got a lot of people um, rightfully confused. Uh, I want to say, you know, right on the, right on the, the forefront here, right at the beginning, that if, if someone is feeling confused and if they feel like mm-hmm. um, that it's, uh, it's, it's their fault or they, they've just been struggling a long time, they can't figure out why you're not alone. There's you know, more people than not that are really wanting to make, as you said, release weight or make a change for the mm-hmm. better that are just as frustrated and in the, same, in the same boat. As a coach, I've been doing this for so long, I definitely want to say up front that it's not your fault. It's the messaging and, and what's been put out there uh, that's got people confused. It's got people, you know, not sure what direction to go. And it's got people believing that they ought to just be able to just pull themselves up by their bootstraps and just will themselves through this. And in the crazy uh, environment we're living in, um, there's more to it than that. So just as a stat, just as a stat, in 1970, um, in the United States, there was about 15% of us that were obese. Okay. And the, the obesity definition is a something related to body mass index. It's a height and weight calculation. That's all it is. 1970, about 15% of us met that definition. Today, we're at 43% and climbing. So we have really just gone so much in the wrong direction. And all of the messaging, all of the eat less, exercise more, all of the pyramid guide from the government, the My Healthy Plate, and all the things that have been put out there from government experts, health experts, educators, it hasn't been able to overcome, I'm going to use a big word here, uh, but it hasn't been able to overcome the obesogenic environment. Mm. And the obesogenic environment just basically is just referring to all the things that we are all faced with in the environment from marketing to a number of uh, opportunities, the cues that drive us to want to consume in excess. Yeah. And those, all of those factors are what make up this massive obesogenic environment. The messaging that's been put out, the alleged answers to solve this haven't worked, obviously, because, you know, we're so much heavier than we were 50 years ago. 
And so um, that's, I guess that's kind of the big picture about what's going on. There's, there is this obesogenic environment. I'll be happy to, you know, get into more detail there and kind of explain what's going on, what's driving us and how does that, how does it work? But because, because I really feel like I've got a good handle on what is really going on, um, having the real knowledge to know what you're facing arms you better so that you're better prepared to know how to really navigate this environment we're all living right now instead of oversimplifying it with hey you know just let's just do the math just eat less and exercise more it's just calories in calories out moderation in all things if it were that simple we wouldn't be where we are now right i'm like marvin gay so what's going on <laughs> you, you know is it is it when you say that. environment i mean you know we've been isolated during the pandemic we've done a lot of some people a lot of emotional eating people are addicted to sugar and computers and all kinds of stuff so is it emotional and psychological what is it great question and yes it's it is it is kind of an all of the above. Mm -hmm. So when we look at kind of all the factors that are driving what's going on, something that is in all of us, um, just, you know, through, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of years of just genes and, and evolution, we were wired and have been wired since, you know, forever to be driven to calorie dense food, calorie dense drink, calorie dense things. So it helped us stay alive when for so many thousands of years, food wasn't always plentiful. We didn't always have it 24 seven like we do now. And so we're so, biologically- so, so, so what does calorie dense mean? Explain that to listeners. That means sure. what kind of food is that? Yeah, so it, calorie dense is anything that is typically going to be low volume, but high in calories. So okay. um, things that, you know, something that's low volume and high in calories just just as an example, okay. would be say like cheese or rice or pasta or gotcha. things like that. Now, it doesn't take a big portion. I'm making a small circle with my hands right now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a big portion for there to be a lot of calories. Gotcha. And a lot of times, um, cereals and sugars and things like that. Um, we're driven to the calorie dense things, the things that are kind of low volume, high calorie, because mm -hmm. um, that's what helped keep us alive. It helped us procreate. It helped to uh, keep our species evolving and growing and continuing on so that we didn't, we didn't go extinct. And so it's in us. Now that's something that we, we don't really have any control over. It just is. It's biologically wired in us. So um, that's, but it's just good to just to know that, okay, yeah, there is this thing in us that does drive us toward that. So, okay, that's something that we can't change, but we can be aware of it. And then we get into um, some things that are just kind of habit-based, you know, things we've all, we're all creatures of habit. And there's, there's a certain thing, a certain number of things we do in a day and a certain type of things we do in a day where, you know, we get up in the morning, we've got our morning routine, and then we eat this, and then we do that. And then we go to work mm -hmm. and then we do this. And on the way to work, we do this. And on the way home, you know, and there's this, there are these things. And then when we get home, we do this. And then in the evening we do this. And there are certain things that are just habit-based. So it's good to be aware of what are my habits. Mm -hmm. Now, habits are things that we can control. These are things that we can change. And, and this is not to say it's easy, but they can be changed. Um, as a part of that. 
you know, and I, I, I'm sure you've heard people say, I eat more in the evening. That's a habit. After I come home from a busy day, that's when I do a lot of my eating. Yeah. Sure you've and, heard and you know, the thing about the thing about that, which is so common, like you said, it really is, especially that time of day is a lot of times people are the strongest or they feel the strongest with regard to the willpower. A lot of times they feel that in the morning. A lot mm -hmm. of times you can't shake someone off, you know, uh, doing uh, what they had promised themselves they do the day before early in the morning. But as the day goes on and we grow more tired and we've had more challenges um, to our ability to resist temptation, okay, mm -hmm. throughout the day, messaging, advertising, stress, uh, this happened, that happened, availability, driving through town, and you see 27 different fast food restaurants, all of that becomes cueing um, the stress of life, the stress of work, the family, the things that are going on. Mm -hmm. By the time we get to the end of the day, we are typically more tired. We've had to, if we have, have really put in place the things that help us to be strong with willpower, which we, we, there's things we can do there that can increase willpower. I'll talk about that too. But if we've done that still, by the end of the day, we can be more tired. Our willpower can feel like it's less. It's more susceptible to um, kind of falling apart at the end of the day. So you've got all of these things. And again, think obesogenic, right? You've got mm -hmm. all of these messages. You've got all of this advertising. You've got all this availability of fast food and, and all this stuff plus just what's in our home and what's in the grocery stores and just wherever we are, uh, parties at work, you know, uh, all, all the stuff that we are inundated with that is all about eat, eat, eat. We get to the end of the day, it can be, it can be hard. It can be overcome, it can be won, but it's something, like you said, it's, that's a part of our habit. Um, then I would say, again, kind of going through what's, what's really driving okay. things. We have to look at, processed food addiction. It is a real thing. Um, there is such a thing as processed food addiction. And so what happens with that is so often in the world of dietetics and the medical establishment, it's all things in moderation and uh, just do portion control. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing's, nothing's bad. And I'm not going to say something's bad, but I'm just going to use their, their language. Nothing's mm -hmm. bad. It's all fine. Just don't do too much of it. We wouldn't say that same thing across the board if we were dealing with other forms of addiction, would we? No. Alcohol, AA, 12 steps. Right. You know, you don't say to, to you don't typically say, obviously, to an alcoholic, just have, just moderate, you know, on your alcohol, you'll be fine. Uh, you wouldn't say that to someone, you know, on other drugs. You wouldn't say, hey, just have a little bit, you'll be fine. Uh, just don't, just don't overdo it. And with processed food addiction, it can, it can, it's not universal like everybody, mm -hmm. but it can for a significant number of people be that way. Um, and so, you know, I like to make sure that everyone's at least clear on what I consider real food and what's ultra processed food, because one of the differences, the arguers that say we can't have food addiction is we have to eat. Therefore, there can't be such a thing as food addiction. And I very much disagree with those who say that. They're just saying it with the wrong context of what food is. So let me say it this way. What's we real do, food? Yes, we do need real food 
-hmm. We don't need ultra processed food to live. We need real food to live. We don't need ultra processed food to live. So what's real food? And, and then what I typically say is almost everything else these days is either processed or ultra processed. So real food, the simplest way I can say it, and I know it may okay. not still be that simple, but the simplest way I can say it is real food is whole or minimally processed edible parts of plant and animal. Okay. Whole, we start, let's start there. Whole or minimally processed edible parts of plant and animal that if anything has been added to it, it's only things commonly found in kitchens. Okay. Okay. So it's a lot, it's a lot, but if you just think, let's just think for a second, you know, what, what might that be? Let's, let's take, um, if you were to take a typical, you know, hundred ingredient box cereal, you know, whatever it may be, if you were to look at the ingredients on there, I don't concern myself with things like you'll hear others say, don't eat it. If it's got more than five ingredients, hmm. well, I don't, care how many ingredients it has, as long as the ingredients were things that were commonly found in kitchens, salt, pepper, oregano, basil, garlic, go right on down the spice and, you know, all, all, all that kind of stuff, tomatoes, you know, whatever it may be. And some people will say, don't, don't eat it if you can't pronounce it, you know, if you can't pronounce the ingredients. Well, I don't know what we can all pronounce, so I don't go by that either, because quinoa is kind of a weird word. It is. You know, and that's spelled, you know, in a, in a way where you go, how do you say that? Quinoa. So, but, it, but it's fine, you know, as a grain. So it's about, is it real food, you know, whole, minimally processed, edible parts of plant and animal that it, if anything's been added, it's only things commonly found in kitchens. Everything else is significantly processed and probably ultra processed. So when I'm talking about processed food addiction, I'm saying strongly that we aren't going to be addicted to real food. Yeah, you know? that's so true. You know, I got my green drink waiting for me when I get through. The, yeah. And when I drink that, it feels alive when, when it goes down. You know, the, I can, you know what I'm saying? It's, yes. I can feel it. It, it energizes me, yes. all of the above. And yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, um, with, you know, I always say it this way, just to make it extreme. Okay. You know, no one's, no one's addicted to chicken breast and broccoli. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, that's not going to be it. It's going to be the things that you would think of. It's going to be, you know, wh what do you think some things might be? Cause I bet you're going to be right. Uh, hamburgers, fries, um, donuts, chocolate cake, yeah. those kinds of fried chicken. I'm in the South. I'm in Atlanta. Fried yeah. chicken. Yeah. Uh, lots of bread. Um, all of the above. Potato chips. Doritos. Absolutely. Yes. You, you, you're just absolutely, you, you know, uh, absolutely. And, um, and, and what I'm going to say is, and I totally get it, can not that fried chicken maybe isn't, is, isn't addictive, especially when it's, you know, it's uh, at a fast food restaurant mm -hmm. or whatever. But if, if, it, if you make it fried chicken from home, depending on blah, 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 depending on what's in it, right? Depending mm -hmm. on whether it's ingredients commonly found in kitchens, it's going to be far less likely because it doesn't have all of those industrial additives and ingredients that have been specifically put in it to 
get us to become users like a drug user instead of consumers. And the, the uh, you know, big food, this is, not a, this is not a condemnation of just who they are as a whole. Businesses need to earn a profit. I get that. Mm -hmm. But with their mission being that, they've got incredibly bright food scientists on board that make these foods taste so incredibly good with something they, they wanted to, to reach what's called the bliss point. And the bliss point is that perfect, they want the perfect combination of sugar, salt, fat, and ingredients, mouthfeel, texture. They want it all to be just right. Because, you know, just because we do like sugar and just because we do like salt mm -hmm. and fat, we don't want something, whether it's a, even if it's a donut, to be just all sugar. We would we take a bite and we'd be, oh, that's too much. You know, it needs to be the right amount. And when you're, it's like preparing any recipe, it needs to be the right amount so that when we do eat it, the food manufacturers want us to go, oh, that's amazing. And then our brains light up with dopamine, that, you know, a neurotransmitter. And it drives us to say, it, it wants us to remember that food. And it wants us to say, go get that again. Go, that's good. Oh, yeah. You know, when I, uh, um, I go to Whole Foods once a week and a friend of mine was with me. She said, Constance, you got to try. I'm not even a sweet person. Constance, you got to try this piece of uh, vanilla cake. And, you know, you know, they slice it up. And I told her ever since I ate that, every time I go in there, it's like, Constance, come yeah. over here, <laughs> you know, calling yes. me. So, so, so I get that, you know, so for listeners, and we got people all over the world. I'm going to talk about moving our bodies. What baby steps can people begin to take in order to get in that vibration of health or well-being? Or what are some baby things that people can do? Because, you know, people have tried everything. So they're kind of like, well, Constance, I've been on every diet. I know you're not about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You're, you're right. Yeah. Ours. Ours is lifestyle based. And, and the thing is, is that we, we want to meet people where they are. Right. So when you say, well, you know, what's a baby step we, we may have, and you may have listeners that are doing 85% of the lifestyle habits good already. You know, maybe they're already moving. Maybe they're already eating well, most of the time, maybe they've already got most of it figured out, but maybe they've still got a little ways to go. And they're frustrated by that. And you may have listeners that need to lose 150, 200 pounds, and they haven't moved that well in quite a long time. And they have, you know, they don't have the nutrition side, you know, kind of figured out. So it is important for each person that you meet them where they are. So that you're not asking too much of someone or too little of someone. But as far as a baby step goes, just in general, if I was to think of mm -hmm. my average client would say your average listener, um, you, you want to do what you can to move a little, you know, uh, on each day. So walking or getting in some steps. And, you know, everybody's heard, get in 10,000 steps a day. Look, if you haven't been walking and you haven't been active and you're, you're uh, really what we call deconditioned, then seriously, you know, a thousand steps. And, and what I mean by that in a world real, you know, kind of a practical sense, um, you can just walk around the block. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you can walk down in front of your house on the sidewalk if you have a sidewalk and walk back and that's, you're walking for the day. It, it's all about where you are and just taking that little baby step walking, you know, um, and just doing something um, that's going to be far, far better than not. And, you know, and there are other things on the activity side that you can just take a little baby step, you know, like 
I'm a big fan of let's get strength training brought in because it's so critical for um, making sure we don't lose muscle as we age, making sure that we have independence and we're strong enough to take care of ourselves when we get older. We're going to have to maybe be able to, to maintain muscle, but it doesn't have to be crazy or complex. Your body can be the resistance weight that you need. You can, you know, everybody's got, uh, they may have some kind of limitation. Maybe they've got uh, something with knees or hips or whatever, but you can squat to a chair. Yeah. And if you can do five repetitions, take a break, do five repetitions again. If you can just do something strength-wise, knee, knee push-ups, Constance, you can get on your knees, do a knee. If you can't do a knee push-up, you can lean against a wall, which is uh, kind of the easier way to do a push-up. You can lean against a wall and do wall push-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do, you know, a, a crunch or a, or a sit-up or a leg lift. Anything you can do, like even just five repetitions, and I'm talking all in between these, you know, let's say you were going to do the squat to a chair and a wall push-up, mm-hmm. and, and you were going to lay in to maybe just do uh, little leg lifts, five minutes of work a day. That's a baby step. Five minutes, all in, you're done. In five minutes, you're done. Five of each, round after round, for five minutes. Oh, that's that's good. You know, I feel like my weight training, I weight train three times a week. It has transformed and changed my body. I don't know what it is. I, I guess it has shaped and chiseled my body more than all of my running and walking and all of that. So so yes, I'm over that, 50. So uh, I, for all my listeners, I think that's really big. It is. It, it's so incredibly important because here's the thing. There's something called uh, sarcopenia. I don't know if you've heard that, but the term is called sarcopenia. And what it is, is it's, it's considered the natural loss of muscle as we age. Hmm. And it does happen. And so for everybody, and it's universal for every person, if we don't do some strength training, we're going to lose muscle as we age. So it's really, really critical that we keep the muscle because that's what's going to keep us strong and functional in our metabolism, uh, working the best it can, and going to keep us independent again as we get older. Mm -hmm. And I want to say too, just to clear clear this up, because people wonder all the time, well, if I'm walking or I'm running or I'm or I'm, you know, doing uh, cardio and Mm -hmm. and I'm just doing my cardio, isn't that enough to keep the muscle? And the answer is, is absolutely no. Um, it's good. I'm glad to have anybody doing any movement, but as far as, is it going to keep the muscle? The answer is no. The only thing that's going to have us keep the muscle is some form of resistance training. But again, you don't need special equipment. You don't have to join a gym. You don't need fancy anything. Your body can be uh, enough, especially if you haven't been, you know, extremely active, you know, in a while, but if for anybody, uh, body weight movements can be really effective, especially for somebody just getting started. You have so much wisdom. So in your Leanness Lifestyle University, you have different components. I've been on your website and it's amazing <laughs> the transformation of, of some of your clients. So what are some other components of your Leanness Lifestyle that people might could tap into? Sure. So we have a, I'll call it a nutritional framework. And I say that because that way it's flexible. Mm-hmm. Our nutrition is flexible. We aren't, a, some places are, we're going to do ketogenic dieting. 
right? And ketogenic, if you know, just for your listeners that may not know, it's a super low carb form of dieting, you know, where it's 30 grams of carbs or less a day, really, okay. Or we're, or we're gonna do just all high carb, low fat, or we're gonna do, ours isn't that, ours is more balanced and flexible, and there's a nutrition framework. So we're gonna share with our, uh, our, our members, students that come in, what that is and how they can start to adapt that into their life. Because here's the thing, like you said, you're from the South. People are from here, people are from there, cultural backgrounds, um, ethnicities, all kinds of things play into personal preferences. And what we want to make sure is that the personal preferences can be maintained. I don't want to have to have somebody uh, from the South eat what people up North or vice versa, or people from the East and the West and so on and everything in between. Um, so our program, our nutrition program is flexible enough for that to happen. So we, we educate on that. We educate on uh, how to move um, so that you can, again, take a baby step to start. And depending on where you are, make sure that uh, you've got the right balance of, you know, a cardio-based movement and strength-based movement. We're educating all throughout baby steps, meeting each person where they are. You're asking, how does it work? I'm going to meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to have you be 10x, 10 levels higher, you know, than you are. And I also want to make sure that if you are, again, as I said, somewhat advanced, I want to make sure I'm not saying, you know, start with a super baby step when the person's running five miles a day. Um, so it just, it just varies. But then the biggest thing, Constance, I would say it really separates us is we take all those obesogenic factors into place. We slowly make sure that our students know what they are so that they really know what they're up against. What's this processed food addiction? What about all this? But we spend a lot of time after getting the nutrition and exercise part delivered because everybody wants that up front. Tell me what mm -hmm. to eat. How do I move? You know? Once we get that, we spend a great deal of time on what I call emotional fitness. Oh, well, you, you answer, you, you, you read in my mind because I was going to talk about mindset and emotional fitness. What is that? Explain that to listeners. So the best way, you know, I can say is once you know, once anyone kind of knows that nutritional framework, the nutrition principles that are just good. Um, the exercise activity principles that are good. Once you know those two components, well, we can turn this into a math problem and just say, well, you just got to eat this amount or consume this amount and burn mm -hmm. this amount and you can weigh any healthy weight you want. Well, that's wonderful. And that's a math problem that looks really easy on paper. Just consume this much, do this much, and you'll weigh, you know, what, uh, what you want to weigh. But it's, the consistency of doing those things when, as you said, it's the end of day, life is stressful. This occurred at work. This occurred with family. This occurred here. Whatever the, whatever the, the stressor or the life situation, pro and positive and negative, because we, we don't just overeat or whatever when we're sad or when we're extra mm -hmm. stressed. We eat when we're super happy or when we're celebrating. And, you know, and so you've got all of these factors coming in. It's the emotional fitness leg of the stool, so to speak. Um, that keeps the nutrition and exercise components, you know, on point um, on those days where you might otherwise buckle, where you might otherwise yeah. say, oh, I really wanted to do good today, but this is just too much. And I need an escape. I need a release. I need to, I need some form of, I want to change how I'm feeling right now. I don't feel I can. <laughs> handle what's going on right mm -hmm. now. And so 
I'm going to go to my trusted, I'm going to throw this in quotes, my trusted old friend, <laughs> processed food, you know, the, the, a lot of the things that you mentioned, you know, earlier is the types so that I can feel good in this moment so that my brain feels good. And so that I feel like I've got a bit of a, some relief. If we develop, you know, e emotional fitness, that is the ability to better manage life. Uh, I love that. Yeah, because we have to, we can't cure life. It's not like it ends. It, it, it keeps coming at us in a variety mm -hmm. of ways. We have to be, become better life managers, better able to manage the stress and manage the day-to-day -day and manage the highs, the, you know, the real highs and the real lows so that we will consistently make those better nutrition and uh, exercise choices. And it's in that consistency where I think we probably help our clients the most. Um, because I, I say it this way, and I don't mean this literally, but, but close, I can teach you what you need to know about nutrition in about an hour. I can teach mm -hmm. you what you need to know about exercise in about an hour. But getting those two things to be consistent in the crazy obesogenic world we're living in that's where emotional fitness and also addressing the processed food addiction side of it, those two elements, especially that's where they really come in. And that's what we spend a lot of time with our clients focusing on because that gets them the best results. Because when that stress, stressful day comes, when the, the, whatever occurs in life that goes, Oh my gosh, I, this is, feels so, I have so much anxiety or whatever they are better equipped to make, to still hold true, hold strong to what they really want, you know, to their goals, to their convictions so that they make those better choices more consistently. And so, um, you, you know, I love that. And, you know, for listeners, when I went to his website, being the therapist that I am, when I saw that component to me, I've done 12 steps OA meetings. So I, I you know, I get that. Uh, in the past, I've been an emotional eater, even though I've always exercised and ate healthy. I mean, if, if I had a tough day, I'm like, okay, I need a piece of bread. Where is it? And certain foods I didn't even bring into my house, you know, but, but the deal is I love your program because it includes that and it understands that really the spiritual and that emotional piece might be the foundational or cornerstone to support the nutrition and the and the uh, and and the movement and the exercise and just the results of the people that I saw on your platform were amazing. Thank you so much. You know, Constance, you said what you just said so well about how emotional fitness is the cornerstone of the rest. I was, I was just sitting there like, I need to write that down the way Constance said it. She okay. Said it, you said, you said it, no, you said it so well. And I, it, it's, it's so, it's just, it's so right. That's where the, that's what puts the rubber on the road. It really does. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, what's going to get, you know, get us the results. We've got to look at those emotional fitness components, keep developing what we say, we're going to develop the, we're going to grow the inside while mm. we shrink the outside. Ooh, you know? that's good. Ooh, that, that's really, really good. So how important is support? Yeah, so... You know, don't it, you think that's important when we are navigating this whole uh, health, well-being process? We do. Um, what has been proven in, in research, what we have found in, in my 30 years of doing this, 23 years online, 
is in, for any of us, in areas of our lives where we aren't, say, naturally inclined, naturally proficient, where something doesn't come easy. If it comes easy, something comes easy to us, you probably don't need group accountability or that kind mm -hmm. of thing. You just say, hey, I, I'll do it. Nobody has to tell me anything. I got it. But when it comes to this, and especially, and I just, again, I keep saying that big word, obesogenic environment, it doesn't come naturally. You're not alone if you feel that way. You're not alone if you feel like I've been struggling or if, you know, I feel like I can't figure out why I can't get a handle on this. Um, you, you're absolutely not alone. So with, with all of that, what I find is in any area, again, where it's not naturally inclined, not naturally a part of us or something that we just do easily, I find, and, and it's universal, that people just do better with an accountability partner. And they do better with personal, so they do better with three levels of support. One, which is kind of separate. Accountability partner isn't about being someone's boss. It's about helping them be accountable to their goals. And that's how we see it. We want to help our clients just be accountable and remember why it's important, you know, that they do what they do based on what they say is important, not what we say. We'll educate, that's fine. But each person that we work with, we ask them to clearly define why is this important to you? And as an accountability partner to them, we help them remember and help them develop what we call their why. And mm -hmm. because it's that's through good. that why, we call it why power. By developing their why power, that's what drives willpower. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. So, so for listeners, um, we're just going to give you an example of what that would look like and what kind of services they would get. So, so Coach David, I'm going to come to your online program and sign up for it. What would that look like for listeners? Would you be coaching me uh, for listeners in Europe, all my listeners in Africa, Asia, uh, can they just go online? So we're going to use me as an ex exhibit A. I'm coming in. I just signed up. So what is that going to look like and what will I be receiving? Yeah, great. That's a great question. So you'll come in, just, you know, you just come in like you normally, like mm -hmm. you, you just, when you sign up for anything, right? Online. Online, all mm -hmm. online. And uh, you'll, you'll uh, put a web app on your phone and you'll, okay. you'll be able to use it just like any other app. So it'll live on your phone. You don't have to do it on your phone. I'm just saying a lot of people at first are doing it on their right. phone. But if you're doing it on a computer, same thing, you know. Um, but if it's on your phone, it ends up being an icon. You just tap and, and you log in in five seconds, you're logged in and you're, you're what we call your on campus. Since we're an education-based program, oh, Lena's Lifestyle that. University, right? We call it being on campus. You're online, but you're on campus online. And with that being said, so you come in, and literally, step by step, it's just, it, you don't guess what you have to do. Just little step by step, we would say, do this and then this. Like right off the bat, we would say, we would ask you to um, think about what your first goal might be. Like you come in and, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you know, and so you would set that. And then we would say, okay, now do this one thing. And that one mm -hmm. thing will take you about 10 seconds. And then we would say, now do this one thing. And it's stuff that, kind of helps you uh, do the things online so we can start to get to know you and so that you can start to learn in baby steps, the nutrition stuff, the exercise stuff. Um, and so all of that, all in, all of that experience online, um, 
gets you to do a few things, learn a couple of little things. This I'm talking about, because you were talking about what about day one. So right. whole, the whole day one process might take you online. It might take you five minutes, maybe 10. Okay. So not long. I don't want you to live on my site. I want you to live offline, you know, and live your life. But I've got to have you spend just a little bit of time on campus so that I can continue to learn about you so that um, you can continue to learn what you need to know, little baby steps to do it. And what happens is I and my coaches will be in touch with you. Even if you didn't reach out to us, we're going to be in touch with you on campus in the private you know, area of, of the website through, uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of like email, but instead of it going to your email, it's all on campus. That way we find just, it's more private. And if people have a, a household email, mm-hmm. then whoever's got the, whoever's getting the email in the house, they're not seeing what you and I are talking about. So, so you, we have, so we have five minutes. So, so I just want to ask this question. So would, would, would clients or listeners have a live one-on-one with coaches and with someone like you or one of your other coaches that would say, okay, Constance, you, you're struggling in the evenings after you finish working. Um, these are some things that you can do. Do they talk live to coaches or is it email? What would that look like? So it, it, most of it would be, you know, the on campus, not so much email, okay. but, it's, but it's like email, but it'd be on campus, not a live like we're doing here. Okay. Uh, not normally. A person, one, any, any member we have can schedule a one-on-one with me. Okay. And that would be, we would be on the phone or we would Zoom uh, to work through, you know, something that's going on. Otherwise, my coaches and I are going to see what's going on and we are going to reach out to you privately on campus and say, okay. hey, Constance, we're noticing this. How are you doing? How are you feeling? And you would say, well, I'm struggling with, like you said, the evening eating or what's going on. Otherwise, mm-hmm. this and that, or I have a question about exercise or I have a question about whatever. That back and forth isn't in real time, but it's all handled on campus in that area, you know, in, in messaging. Um, but you can set up a one-on-one with me. So you can actually speak to me one-on-one. Uh, and so you can get to that level of support and I don't charge any extra for that at this time. Anyway. Wow. You are the man. So give (laughs) us, you know, this man is a master, you know, they say a master is anyone who has 10,000 hours in a specific field. He probably has 40 or 50,000 hours, you know, in this field. And a master can tell you, you've heard me say this maybe in five minutes, what it took him 50 years to know or to process. And so I, I love his integrity. I like the fact that he is focused on serving. I just got the vibration of that. He's all about serving you and helping you to reach, you know, that optimum level of health and well-being. So, so what is your website? Do you have any specials? How can people contact you? What is your contact information? All of the above. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. So I'm going to, I'll just keep it simple. You know, when I created this, you know, so many years ago, I, I came up with the name Leanness Lifestyle University. Had I really thought it through, I might have changed the name because that two N's and two S's, it gets kind of muddy <laughs> when you start. But the website is, I think the easiest thing is to just give, just give the website because okay. the website, they can find anything else there. And the website is lluniversity.com. I love that. And so, you know, just just imparting what words of wisdom, David, 
Coach David, do you feel like you could share with the world? You know, just any mantra, any insight, any motivation, what would you say? No matter your history with this, no matter your background, no matter your family history, no matter your genetics, no matter how many times you might have stumbled, no matter how many false starts there have been, you can win this. And I really mean that. Um, you can win this and not just win this in the short term. You can win this in the forever term. You can get to any healthy weight you want and you can live the healthier life that you want and deserve forever. You can get there and you can live there. And I can't emphasize that enough. This is winnable. You can absolutely do this. I'm super encouraged and, and inspired by all the clients that we've had success with. And when we, when we come at it with the comprehensive approach we do without mm -hmm. overwhelming someone, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's little by little, it makes it so that it does become doable. The answers really start to become clear as to why you haven't been successful up to this point. But once you see and you know you really can win this. And that's what I, that's the message I really wanted to get across. No matter what, please don't think that it's hopeless. Please don't think you can't do this. You absolutely can do this. And um, it's, you know, people say in our field, whether, whether you're, I'm not a counselor, but whether you're in counseling or you're coaching or whatever, that we shouldn't take it personal. I take it personal. I want you to win. Absolutely. So, um, I, I really do. So I'm, I'm doing everything and our, my coaches and I and my program are doing everything we can to uh, make that happen. So I, well, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what it might be, I want you to know you can do this, you can win this. And you know, uh, Coach David, um, I just want to say to you and to my listeners, all of you guys know I'm really picky after 13 years and I can pick up on a person's vibe and this man is about serving. I believe that he would be God's gift to you, those of you who have been struggling. I love how comprehensive his program is, that it is comprised of all body, soul, and spirit. And just the heart of who he is is in a spirit of excellence. And, you know, I always say, get out of your comfort zone. Why not? Uh, go to his website and, uh, wow, just in a couple of months, you know, you could be on the beach or, or more active or, you know, more able to travel comfortably. But it's a matter of realizing that you're investing in yourself. So go to his website, Coach David. You are a blessing to the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been an honor. Everybody have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.